This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex. I'm your host, Francesca Gentile, and with me today is Dr. Corena Renard. She is a therapist, a somatic sexologist, as well as an erotic educator. She is together with her beloved for eight years, and they've been married for five. She's an amazing woman who's been through life's tragedies and triumphs and continues to be heartful, depthful, and passionate about her relationship and her life. I'm honored to have her here with so much to share with us. Welcome, Corinna. Thank you, Francesca. It's an honor to be here. You know, our audience are amazing people. I want to take a moment to appreciate them. They're here, you know, listening to these shows, taking their time. They're really interested in how to have their relationships be richer, they're, to have more spirit and soul in their, in their love life and their sex life, as well as how to expand it. And uh, I just want to acknowledge you, our listening audience, for being, for being so cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal, I'm going to courageously reveal to our listening audience that when I checked in with Corinna this morning to, you know, have our little brief check-in before we're on the show with you, I actually ended up bursting into tears and really revealing that, um, that I was having a hard morning and that my, I feel like these tears, you know, in my heart as I, as I say it, and that my relationship, the one that I, I have uh, partnered with since my mom's death has been a very, very challenging one. And when we, we were looking at that and looking at sexuality and passion and the sacred, we thought of wanting to bring to all of our listening audience, all of our community, more information about how do we ground and center in ourselves, in that self, you know, these wonderful concepts, self-intimacy and self-love. And yet, um, how do we do that? And when we we are in relationships so much, we can focus on the other person. If I only had a relationship, my life would be better. If I only had a better relationship with you, I could be happy. Uh, if only you would shift something, I would have my erotic passion back. And there's something that we're missing. It's not to say that, you know, I want to say it's great to have a beloved. It's great to have a relationship that works. It's great to have our lover, lover touch us the way we like. And yet there's something else. So, Corinna, mm-hmm. what would you say from, you know, just to get us rolling in your own experience, what, what have you noticed when you, have you ever lost yourself? Have you always been completely centered in yourself? <laughs> and, and, and is this something that you find very common as a therapist when individuals or, or couples come to you? Um, yes, to all of those. Um, you know, I, I'm human too. You know, even though I've spent the last 15 years studying, you know, relationships, communication, sexuality, I'm, I'm just as human and fallible um, as the client who walks through my door. And yeah, I've, I've had occasions where I do lose myself in relationships or, you know, I think everything's going wonderfully in a relationship and all of a sudden I wake up one day and don't recognize myself anymore. Because drop by drop, I have quietly um, squelched my voice or sublimated my needs in service of the relationship. Um, And most of the time, it's out of fear. 
you know, I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid my partner can't handle all of me or handle my truth. And so, you know, step by step, I, you know, I don't mention something that I need or I let something slide that hurt me. And I'm not being authentic and real and bringing my full self to the relationship. And, you know, step by step, I'm separating and distancing from myself, which inevitably distances me from my beloved. And then one day you wake up and you realize I'm so disconnected from me. I have no, you know, even desire to be connected to you. In fact, you know, the only thing I can think of to reconnect to me is to get away from you. You know, I need to get, I need a break from you so I can reconnect to myself. Um, and I think that's something we've all experienced and it's something I hear very commonly in my office. And I think that, you know, I want to go deeper into what do we do when we have that experience that the only way I can reconnect with me is to get away from you or, or <laughs> you know, get the, get the bleep out is another exactly. version of that you. Uh, but there's also that side when we're a single person. And mm. I hear that with my clients as well, that there's a sense of being desperate to find another person and yeah. or to get laid. You know, it's either to get laid or to get into a relationship or both. Mm-hmm. And and also that sense that of uh, discomfort of being with the self. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, a, you know, people who are always busy, 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 busy. And, you know, there's something that they've already stepped away from mm-hmm. before they're even trying to get into a relationship. And I, and I right. hear my clients say, and I'm guessing you do too, that they, they're not telling the truth when they're dating. Yeah. Yeah. And even, and it's so, um, it's so sad to me when I hear this, when I, when I get relation when I get, you know, couples in my office who've been in a relationship two, three, five years. And they say like, my partner has completely changed, you know? Um, and, and sitting down and flushing out, we realize that you kind of presented yourself as you wanted to be or as you thought this other person wanted you to be at the beginning of the relationship and then have spent the last couple of years exhaustingly trying to keep up that facade. Um, and I would so love to, you know, help people embrace themselves and learn to love who you are so that, you know, you can be authentic and present and, you know, show up warts and all, you know, in front of someone that you're dating Um, because you have a much better chance of having them accept you for who you are when you accept you for who you are, when you love yourself, you know, flaws and all. It sounds simple. I'm going to highlight what Karenna just said because it's it's a simple sentence, but it's really big, (laughs) is to accept yourself. So, I, I believe, and, and maybe you have a, a technique or a practice for us, I truly believe that every single person has their warts, <laughs> you know, has mm-hmm. their warts, their flaws, their underdeveloped areas. I certainly do. And that every single person has their radiance, has mm. things or some things that they're actually very good at. And they're often undervaluing the things mm. that they're good at or that they're passionate about. And then they're um, hiding the things that are their warts and they're creating a third thing, something that's neither what they're good at <laughs> nor their words to try to present to the world. So how do, how do people even find out? If, if our listening audience, they're wondering, is that me? I don't know, is that me? How do, mm-hmm. how do they figure out if they've, what are the signs of having stepped away from yourself, whether you're single or in a relationship? 
Yeah. Wow. You know, again, it's a simple question that's so profound. Like, how, how do I know when I've really disconnected from myself? Um, I think a, a very simple exercise that I have um, suggested to people that does take a bit of courage. Uh, I love to have people request from their friends or family members, whomever they feel you know, is closest to them or knows them best, Request that tell them, for example, if I were going to write a description of me for an internet dating site and I only get five sentences, how would you describe me? So you write one of your own, you know, and then you allow, you know, your friends and relatives to send you emails about what, what they would write about you and see how close they are. You know, see how close the way that you would describe yourself, you know, in your dating site bio actually comes to how the people in your life receive you. Um, And I think that's an excellent way to notice, like, oh, you know, how am I presenting myself to others and and how am I kind of impression managing myself? So So in that, people may write things that we don't realize that we're we're really good at. They may say something wonderful, but they may also say something that we don't realize is, uh, is very obvious. We might be trying to hide it, but is very obvious about that's challenging about us or that's difficult mm-hmm. about us. Should we have the courage to say, you know, if you're writing five sentences about me, please include at least a couple that are things that, you know, uh, reflect in some way what I'm not good at or what I would need more support in or, you know, like don't date me if you like a clean house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. Be as courageous as you can. Yeah. I love, I love the, um, the standard job interview question when people ask you like, what's your biggest flaw or what, you know, what's your biggest growth edge and how many of us really do ever you know, answer that authentically. I think, you know, we give the standard answers like, oh, I'm too much of a perfectionist or, <laughs> you know, something like that. What would it be like to actually authentically say, like, what is, you know, your biggest growth edge right now? You know, and to say, well, you know, I have trouble speaking my mind when, I, when, I, when I'm afraid of the consequences or something like that. Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's an amazing exercise to, because people are beautiful mirrors for ourselves, both, you know, for the positives, you know, and the more challenging things. And many times you will find that friends or family will point out things they love about you that you take for granted and you just realize, oh, well, everyone does that. When indeed, no, it's a unique strength of your own, you know. And so that sense of stepping away from ourselves is that if I get these write-ups from my friends and family, and they're very close to how I am and how I see myself and how I've been representing myself to the world, then I'm probably in a, a centered place. But if yeah. I get responses that feel like they're, they're quite different from how I think of myself or how I've been representing myself to the world, then I've probably stepped away from myself. Is that yes. what we're... Yes. And it's interesting. I had a client, a, a woman in her mid-40s that I did this exercise with a few months back. And she was. She came to my office in tears, just of how precious the emails that her friends had written about, um, you know, how she's an inspiration to them, and 
you know, how courageous she is and how she always speaks her mind and she's not afraid, you know, to stand up for herself. And in her, in her personal relationship with her, the, the man she was dating at the time, she was not showing up like that at all. And it was a real eye-opener for her when she says, when I hear these things about me, they don't ring true. And, and I'm wondering, you know, how other people can see this in me when I don't feel it in myself. And we were able to sit down and say, when's the last time you felt like this? And she recognized that the deeper and deeper she got in her relationship with her current boyfriend, who she'd been seeing for about 18 months, the more she squelched these things for fear that there was no space in the relationship for them. This is, this is so good. I want to talk more about this, this aliveness. We wonder why we don't have a good connection with others or we're not feeling our, our passion. And here we are. We're stepping away from our passionate center with self. I want to talk more about how we discover this and also how we reclaim it, how we come back to it. When we come back from a word from our fabulous sponsors, and I encourage you to support our sponsors because that helps great shows like this and the wonderful Corinna keep coming to you. We'll be right back. The Spark of Desire the inner warmth of intimacy. This is Francesca. Do you long for an incandescent and eternally empowering relationship? My beloved and I have been training and teaching in the arts of love and intimacy for over 20 years. In our personalized coaching for individuals, groups, couples, in person or by phone, you will learn simple ways to ignite heart-opening passion, how to communicate effectively even under stress or trauma, key ways to breathe that increase stamina and pleasure, and how to heal past wounds and sexual dysfunctions. In our coaching, we compassionately and safely incorporate modern clinical sexology and ancient sacred sexuality teachings. To receive a free coaching consultation, call me at 510-759-3839 or email relationshipdiva at gmail.com. That's 510-759-3839 or relationshipdiva at gmail.com. Ignite a love life you love. Welcome back to Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex. We're talking with the fabulous Dr. Corinna Renard, and uh, she's giving us information on how to know whether or not we've, we've lost our sense of self and center and how to come back. And we had that great exercise that you just gave us. And what, how would you say that we come back? We've recognized that we're not in our aliveness. We've lost something. We're misrepresenting. Uh, we maybe mm. don't trust ourselves or believe in ourselves. How do, how do we start coming back? Yeah, um, again, simple yet profound question. I think um, for me, the first step in coming back to ourselves is exercising good self-care. And I really recommend that people start making uh, dates with themselves. You know, setting aside, um, you know, a little bit of time each day to do something positive for yourself something that brings you joy. And that's going to be different, you know, for every person, whether, you know, it's taking a walk, whether it's um, gardening, whether it's reading a book, journaling, uh, putting on your iPod and just dancing for 15 minutes, you know, in your living room, choosing something that brings you joy and actually making a commitment to yourself to practice that, you know, on a daily basis. And then I would expand that to say one day a week, actually take yourself on a date. 
take yourself on a date. And there's an amazing book called The Artist's Way where she um, suggests a lot of different kind of artist dates you can you know, do for yourself. Um, but anything, anything from, uh, you know, drawing yourself a beautiful bath and lighting some candles and really just spending some time lavishing in your own enjoyment to, you know, going on a, on a hike or taking yourself to see a movie. Like anything that, that brings you joy and helps you reconnect to who you are. And once we start feeling more like ourselves, and uh, more rejuvenated, then those those habits that we have of denying ourselves will be easier to conquer. So that sense of really being committed to yourself, I mean, this is radical for a lot of us. It, it can feel mm-hmm. almost selfish mm-hmm. uh, and, and almost scary. You know, what will I find when I spend time with myself? Right. And I can have that as well. And at first it can feel uncomfortable, like a, like a new date, you know, like who is this person? And <laughs> right. uh, what do I talk about? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think um, especially as women, um, we always tend to put others before ourselves. So it can feel selfish to take 30 minutes to, you know, take a walk by myself or, you know, tell people, you know, mommy's going to take a bath. And, you know, you know, unless your hair is on fire, I don't want you interrupting me, you know, for these 30 minutes. And I think it's a real important message that um, many of us need to learn, that self-care is not selfish. You know, and the, that I love the old analogy of being on an airplane where they say, you know, you, you put the oxygen mask over yourself first before assisting anyone who happens to be with you. And I think we need to remind ourselves that if we're not firing on all cylinders, we're, we're of no use to the people around us. So self-care is not, you know, selfish. It's actually helping you be more present and more you for, you know, the people that you, you come in contact with every day. And I actually think that self-care, loving self-care, which is distinct from selfish, is irresistible. That when mm. we're really in our bodies and we're full of ourselves in, our, in the best way, we're very charismatic. So how do we know the difference? How do we know when am I in loving self-care and when am I starting to be narcissistically selfish? Where, where's the line, Corinna? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a tough one because it's going to be, the line is in a different area for different people. Um, and I, I truly believe um, that in our own integrity, you know, we can tell when we are... Um, saying no in a protective way versus, you know, saying no in a, um, in a selfish way. Um, and also in saying yes to ourselves. Um, I think for me, the question I, I like to ask myself is when someone, you know, asks something of me and I ask myself, do I, you know, can I do this and do I want to, you know, because um, many times, you know, my instinct is to say, is it humanly possible for me to do this? And if the answer is yes, then I will, you know. So really being in touch with, you know, um, it, in responding to something, you know, am I still allowing myself to be entirely who I am in saying yes or no to this? Um, so it really comes back into being in tune with yourself, 
and noticing, you know, and, and we make, we're all human. We make mistakes. There may be times when you, um, you know, make a decision that in hindsight, you know, doesn't feel right to you. You just take in that information and you readjust, you know, it's a lot of it is trial and error. And, and it's having that feedback, having some friends, there are time in my life where I really questioned, was I being too selfish? And I, I talked to some of my friends and I said, do you feel that I give enough for what I'm asking from you? I really, mm-hmm. I wanted to, to kind of check into that. And then there are times in my life where I've been very codependent, where I've automatically overgiven. And I've had mm-hmm. to look at where, where am I trying to give in order to get love? I think that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good question. You know, I'm, it, like you said, I'm, I'm not authentically giving. Um, I'm not aligned. I'm trying to get love. And that's different from caring for another person. You know, I care exactly. for my son. I'm not trying to get his love by, you know, taking him to the grocery store. I'm, I'm being a good mama. I'm doing it from a, love, a loving place. And there are times yeah. when I ask, could I be giving him more? Am I not being loving and present enough? Now, the other side of that is that question of, is this, um, when is it an unhealthy relationship that I'm having with someone else? We're, we've kind of been looking at what is my healthy or unhealthy relationship with myself uh, and some signs of when I've, I'm now in an, you know, needing to come home to myself and some ways to do that. But there's also that question of when can I assess that you know, this is not a healthy relationship for me? And I'd like to talk about that because I know people online you know, and who are listening are in that discernment. Should I stay or should I go? And also, is this the right person for me to be dating or moving forward with? So, mm-hmm. like the woman you talked about, was he the problem? Was she the problem? Is there something between them? So let's talk about that when we come back from a break and a word from our sponsors. How do we assess whether our relationship is healthy or unhealthy for us? And we'll be right back. Imagine if you could become a way better lover in her eyes. Women, do you want deeper intimacy and orgasms far more intense, prolonged, and vivid than anything you've ever experienced? Expand Her Orgasm Tonight is an instantly downloadable, easy-to-learn 21-day training system for partners. Let Dr. Patty teach you the art of expanded orgasm. The genital massage techniques coupled with mind and heart opening practices will give you both full-body, full-being, orgasmic experiences. Then wait and see what happens. Curious? Want to expand her orgasm tonight? Oh, yeah. And it's totally free to find out more. Get the three free pleasure guides plus the free orgasmic techniques mini course. And when you're ready, get $100 off the original cost with promo code SAVE at expandherorgasmtonight.com. Welcome back to Sex Tantra and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex with Dr. Coretta. I want to get every moment with her. How do we check? How do we know? How do we discern whether we're in a relationship or dating, whether or not this is a healthy relationship or a healthy person for us? And it's a different assessment if we're dating or if we're already in the relationship. Um, I think that you can use the, you know, the same assessment, um, whether you're just beginning to date or you've been in, you know, in a long-term relationship with someone. And I also want to point out that your relationships can change. So, you know, in our American culture, we're, we're, you're quick to have kind of like a disposable mentality. Um, and so we don't always have to throw away the partner or the relationship 
if it's not working for us. Like, like I always like to encourage people, first take a look and see what can be shifted or what can be improved before we decide yes or no. You know, um, It's always a good practice to ask for what you need because maybe the other person's not even aware that your needs aren't being met. Um, but that being said, I have two techniques that I love um, that I'll try to do a little bit on both of these um, for kind of gauging you know, whether or not this relationship is a good fit for you. Um, and most of the time we can tell in our own internal compass when something's not quite right. Um, the first thing I like to have um, people look at is I, I, I use the image of, of a relationship being kind of like a three-legged stool and that you know, one leg is I and one leg is me and you know, one leg is the we. And really taking a look at how much time, how much effort, how much attention is being given to each of those legs and how does that feel for you? You know, do you, do you feel like in, you know, your relationship there is a very, very big you and a very small me and only a moderate we? And how does that feel for you? You know, do you feel like in our relationship there's this big, giant we, but there's not, you know, very much time or space for I and you? Um, and so that's kind of the first step of, of taking a look at you know, is this a healthy relationship? Is this relationship working for me? Where is the balance between, you know, the me, the them, and the we? Does that make sense, Francesca? Yeah. So, and I think one way to assess that might be time. So mm. how much time do I spend, you know, taking care of my partner or worrying about my partner or doing things for my partner? How much time do we spend together going out, uh, having fun, uh, talking and how much time do I spend, you know, thinking about me and taking care of me and exactly. uh, doing nice, nice little things for me. And if there's time together in our partnership, whether that's our dates or our lovemaking or however we do that, what percentage of that time is contented, nourishing, joyful, and what percentage is uh, challenging, painful, depleting? Some yes. people have really great sexual relations with someone and don't get along well. Some people right. have really great relationship where they get along really well. They build partnership well. They take care of the kids well, and they don't have a spark. Uh, mm. What would you What would you say if there's some part of the relationship that's really great? Yeah, um, it's actually a, a a perfect lead-in to the the next kind of assessment tool that I always offer to people. Um, and for these, it's actually taken, um, you know, adapted from a book called How to Be an Adult in Relationships. And uh, in, this, in this assessment tool, there are five A's of healthy love. And those A's are acceptance, attention, affection, appreciation, and allowing. And the allowing is really allowing, you know, yourself or your partner to be who they are. Um, and so I would take a look at all of those areas, you know, um, because as you said, maybe the affection between the two of you is amazing. You know, maybe you have phenomenal sex life. You're just really in tune with each other, but you don't really feel appreciated. 
and you don't feel like you get enough attention outside of the bedroom, you know. Um, so I, I really, when people sit down and actually look at these five areas, it's, it, th- then it becomes very clear of like, okay, where, where am I exactly where I want to be and where, you know, where do we need to amp up some of these areas? And then, you know, individual to each couple, you start developing strategies or each person, you can start developing strategies to, you know, feed the areas where you feel a little bit anemic. And if you're in a in a dating situation, how do you assess? Um, it it works the same for dating. Like, say you are, you know, um, you've had three or four dates with this person. Um, you know, when you're out on your date. Do you feel, do you really feel like they're giving you their undivided attention or are they looking around the restaurant, um, you know, look, you know, uh, seeing who else is there or when you, when you're speaking, uh, you know, are they engaged or do they just listen until you stop and then they change the subject to something about them or, you know, they, you know, ask a different question um, and that can help you, you know, feel like, okay, you know, is there enough attention in this relationship? Is there enough, um, you know, interaction? Do we share enough in common? And also for your own self, like how comfortable are you being completely honest? You know, when someone asks you your opinion or asks you, I love, um, you know, I always hear from couples, I love it when, when, uh, People come in and say, oh, I thought you liked this, you know, and it's like, well, no, I've just never had the courage to tell you I don't. <laughs> um, so how how well are you allowing yourself to be who you are and how well do you feel the relationship, you know, with this person that you're dating can hold up to who you are? I think that's my number one recommendation for people who are on the dating scene. Go ahead and be yourself. Be yourself because you'd rather find out sooner than later that you're not compatible with this person, you know, um, you know, maybe you hate bowling or you really, you know, don't like Indian food, but if you pretend that you like these things, you know, you're not really gauging whether the relationship is a good fit for you, you know, and at what cost are you doing that? You know, would you rather be in a relationship with someone that you think is good but isn't a good fit for you just so you wouldn't have to be alone? Or would you rather just, you know, keep looking until you find someone who can take in all of you in the, in the way that you want, you know, to be seen? It's, and it's I, a tough And I have one. to say that I, I work with a lot of clients who, who are on, and I have been, let me raise my hand and say I have also been at times, <laughs> especially after my mom's death, um, what I consider to be a love beggar or a sex beggar. You know, that person who says, I'm so hungry, I'm so needy, that I would, I will put up with um, a person that I don't really like, or who doesn't really treat me well, or who's who's not really exciting to me, just mm. to get some sex yeah. or just to get some relationship. Yeah, and you know, I, I want to breathe that in tenderly into our hearts for all the people that may um, be that in the world at times mm. or often, and also for the times that we're that depleted. You know, and, yeah. and that we do, we get that depleted and that needy, and just breathe that into our hearts and breathe that out to one another with compassion. And I want to say that I personally am 
recommitting with all of you who might be struggling with this to to do the steps that Corinna talked about to come into a more loving relationship with the self. That until I do that, I can't, you know, it sounds so simple, but I can't really have the spaciousness to love you for who you are and who you're not mm-hmm. if I haven't come into that with me. And if I'm not really doing some foundational loving care with myself. Right. Do you yeah. have a success story for us that uh, that you'd like to share? Do I have? Yes, I do, in fact. Um, I have a woman that I'm I'm still working with currently who had been in a 17-year relationship um, with her husband. They married very young. They have, they have a, a, a daughter um, who's, you know, young as well. And they've been, they've been together uh, 17 years. And she, she really felt like she was not able to be herself in her relationship. Like she had grown over the 17 years, but had kind of grown under a bushel and was afraid that the, the container of her relationship wasn't able to hold the new who she was. Um, and through, you know, working together and, and through building her confidence in her ability to be her and connect to things that were her, um, she was really able to stand tall and say, you know, this is who I am, you know, to her community where she lived and to her husband and say, and, and they loved it and they welcomed her with open arms. And it was amazing to me to see how her fear of rejection and her lack of trust in the people around her and their ability to handle her changes had really kept her small and squished down. Um, and just to see how brightly she blossomed when she had the courage to say, you know, I want to change jobs and I want to move. And I mean, something as simple as saying like she didn't feel like she had enough space in her house and her husband gladly, um, they worked together to build an extension of the house so she had a room all to herself where she could do her yoga and her meditation. But for and, years, she just hadn't been courageous enough to ask for it. And that's that real sign of, you know, should I stay or should I go, is when I bring my authentic nature forward with a courageous and compassionate vulnerability, hopefully instead of raging. Uh, right. But when I bring it forward, are the people around me able to, my beloveds, my dates, able to accept it? And the people in nonviolent communication, we say we, we move closer to the people who are willing to collaborate with us in getting our needs met. We move further away from the ones who, for whatever reason, are unable or unwilling. Thank you so much, Corinna, for joining us in these wonderful tips and techniques. I'm going to use them. And how would people get a hold of you? And what services do you offer? And how would they reach you? Beautiful. Thank you. Well, again, and, and I've enjoyed speaking with you. And uh, if someone is interested in um, learning more about me or, you know, learning more tips and tricks, they can visit my website. Um, it's drrenard.com, just my, my full name, D-R-R-E-Y-N-A-R-D.com. Um, and I, you know, I offer a variety of services. I'm, I'm a trained psychologist, so I do um, a lot of couples counseling and individual therapy. But as you, you know, mentioned when we started, I'm also a somatic sexologist and an erotic educator. So I do also help people get in touch with their own pleasure, their own desire, their own sensuality as a couple getting in touch with 
your fantasies, your desires, your compatibility. And so I offer a lot of services from traditional therapy um, across to, you know, erotic massage and exploring, you know, different depths of, of pleasure and fantasy. And you can find all of that um, on my website. Mm, beautiful. And if you want to find out more about Corinna and see her lovely picture and get the transcripts from the show or find out more about me and see my lovely picture and see the transcripts from the show, you can do that at www.personallifemedia.com. That's www.personallifemedia.com. Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.